Hi, everyone, and welcome to Inc. Differently, the Sawgrass Business Podcast. I'm joined today by Dane from Great Dane Graphics. Dane, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So you are a special guest because you have paired up with us to put some of your designs into Creative Studio for our premium members. Um, And can you tell me a little bit about what type of designs you have and what type of designs could potentially be seen in Creative Studio by our users? Yeah, sure. Well, we we create artwork for people that want to decorate things, right? And it's for any kind of decorating technique, but all of our artwork is full color raster files. And all that means is it's a PNG or a Photoshop style document, right? And it's a continuous tone, pixel-based stuff. Full color paintings, you know, high-end illustrations, because all of our, uh, my staff and my artists, uh, we're all professional illustrators. So we create full color stuff, which is perfect for dye sublimation, obviously, right? So uh, it's a perfect fit, and we're super excited to be part of it. I've taken a look at a lot of your designs. I went through, oh, goodness, majority of your catalog as we were going through and trying to figure out what designs we wanted to put in there. And what I love about your designs is they are very detailed, and they truly seem to jump off the page. Right. They're they're finished illustrations. And, uh, and, the, and I think the part that makes them jump off the page is, as far as being different from other artwork is a lot of the artwork out there in our industry, right, the decorating industry, no matter where level you are in that business, is um, most of the art out there now is created in vector format. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but the thing that the difference is vector typically lays flat and has a flatter look than full color. Right, so if you were to take a drawing and just colorize it um, and have that and then take a photograph and put those two side by side, that's the kind of difference that our artwork is versus most stuff out available. I do want to know because as I was going through your work, I saw, like I said, awesome designs, great detail, jumps off the page. So how do you think people are going to be able to take those designs that you currently have and potentially use them for personalization? So... With our artwork, the, the, the files that are being available on a, on a designer will be a full color PNG. So since it's in the designer, they'll be able to take anything that we have. We have, oh, gosh, artwork in categories like a mile long, right? All kinds of things. Uh, so whatever it is they're looking for, if they're looking for a, a team mascot, for instance, and it's the bears or whatever, they can search the bears, pull up a bear and set their own type and do that sort of thing with it. So they can customize, add text to anything we have. We're just having... We have a high-end element that they're supposed to customize. That's kind of the part of the deal, right? We give you an image that we took hours or days creating, and then you guys can throw some type on it and make it a finished uh, custom product, right, for um, for their customers in just a couple of minutes. Real quick background on Great Dan Graphics and really like two-minute special, right? So we've been creating artwork. I've, I've opened the business in 1991, I think it has been a long, long, long time, right? That's before so I was we- born. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> rub it in, rub it in. <laughs> so what we do is we we create artwork for the decorating industry, and that's screen printers, directed garment people, mm-hmm. dye sublimation guys, uh, vinyl cutting artwork, right? Screen printers. We've been doing it forever. And um, if you go to our website, we do create like a black line, typicals. I call it clip art style, you know, uh, vector style artwork. Um, just a black line drawing, like a clip art piece. 
that most people can kind of connect that dot, right? Uh, so we'll have the same image that we do in full color. We do that way as well. Uh, and we did for a long time, and I think we still do, uh, or we should be doing it still, is um, we create that same artwork as a vinyl cut graphic, right? Oh, so cool. it is, it's designed to weave easy and cut correctly. Because you can just take a piece of clip art and put on a vinyl cutter and do all the cutting you want, but if it's not designed for that process, that decorating technique, mm -hmm. Then you'll have cross cuts and stuff and it won't weave. Things are too thin, cavities are too small, there's too many of them, that sort of thing. So we create a cut line, a black line, and a full color version of everything we do. Wow, so you, I mean, when you say you take potentially hours to weeks to create oh, a yeah. design, that is that right. is no joke. No, we, we do everything that we need, that we're aware of, right? We've been at it for a while. We do the stuff that we need to decorate. And the cool thing about sublimation is it, our graphics being full color fit the bill. I mean, they're just cool. They work. They're saturated color. Like you said, they jump off of whatever you put it on, whether it's a soft good or a hard good. They just, it works well together. So let's do a little bit of a rewind to 1991. Okay. Oh my God. Way Ooh, back. That's a long time ago. I don't know. I got a lot of cobwebs back that far. A time, a time <laughs> that I wasn't even a part of. Uh, <laughs> so how did great dane graphics get started because this is a business podcast and a lot of people are out there looking to start a business so how exactly did it get started and how did it grow to what it's become today right so i started the business because i like to draw and paint things right mm. i was an artist from my whole life um i got uh in college i kind of my first job was an artist at a screen print shop and that was in the 80s uh in houston and it was it was cool. I I really liked it. I mean, I create something. We'd had to do separations for screen printing, so I would work on all that stuff, and then we'd print it on the shirts and stuff. And that just I guess that whole flow, that whole process was cool. I thought right. So I sort of stuck with it. Um, came back home, which is the New Orleans area, and hooked up with a, a a really great lady that owned a screen print shop, and and did all her artwork. And then she she kind of made space in her building like an office space for us and we just did some you know we had a great business arrangement so i would do her work and a bunch of other work and i was in her place which was great because i was able to grow and hire missy who's still with me after 25 years wow yeah so uh she's my senior art director she's awesome so uh yeah it's so that's kind of where it started and we just kind of stayed with the business and all the decorating techniques as they came out we got involved with so uh, I know when the directed garment stuff first came out, I, I was involved heavily. Uh, Hurricane Katrina hit over here and mm -hmm. it really changed our world. Wow. Uh, I actually took a job. I kept two, I kept Missy and Joe employed as, em, as employees. I moved to Minnesota and I worked for SBSI, right? Tom Kadut, one of my friends there owns that screen print supply shop. Mm -hmm. I went up there because he was bringing the Cornet directed garment machines in the, into the States. Uh, at the time and mm -hmm. you know so my job was if you bought a, a corny digital t-shirt printer and at the time they were you know over a hundred thousand dollars you bought one of those I went into the shop and I trained your art department how to get the best image out oh, of it right interesting. Photoshop yeah that's I did that for I guess about four years and then the 09 issue hit uh, and then Cornette actually took their training in-house so they didn't need us to do it anymore um, and then at that point, you know, 24 below zero, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> and I did not like that. Nope. That's the one thing I could not handle, man. It was, oh my gosh, nuts. And that it, it lasted long. If it was a two month, three month deal, maybe, right? 
and of course it wasn't 24 below zero for six months, but it was way too cold for me for six months. Just couldn't do it. Yep. So came back and um, we just kept going, right? Uh, became a, a, a stalls company uh, in 2011 or 12, I think November of 11. Uh, and we've been a group stall company since, and that's been awesome. So uh, we got involved in even more, you know, the vinyl cutting stuff, the print cut things, um, the, you know, the color transfers, you know, there's just a lot of stuff happening and um, we're involved in all of it, right? If, if yeah. it's a decorating technique, you know, we even have digitized files. Now I personally did some digitizing a hundred years ago, right? <laughs> uh, did not like it, drove me crazy. Like the the actual process, of, you know, I couldn't do it. And my blood pressure would go through the roof and drove me nuts, couldn't do it. So we hired people and well now all of our designs get um, embroidery, it, get digitized for embroidery um, by John Deere, one of my friends that is in that business so um, you know that we have embroidery we have everything except rhinestone style designs it's the only thing we don't have and the only reason we don't have is because we don't really do it right i think it's cool <laughs> but uh, we just don't do that piece of it but everything else we got covered so i'm curious because obviously you you do everything you have you know dtg sublimation vinyl you know all of it so as a business owner when do you realize that, hey, now is the time we need to bring on another new technology? Because there's a lot of people out there who maybe are who maybe work with vinyl who are thinking about adding sublimation or vice versa. When as a business owner do you know it's time to take the leap to a new form of technology? So as far as the customer's point of view, is I think it's one of those things where if you're, you're, you do the vinyl, let's say, if you got a cricket silhouette or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And they're, they're working that business and that little business, that side hustle, whatever it is, is starting to grow. Uh, and then they notice that other, they see more things, right? They see full color. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're in that world, and there's a lot of people in that world right now, which is awesome, um, you know, their business is good, it's solid, it's growing maybe, right? And they see full color potential you can't do that with a vinyl cutter, right? You, it, it just doesn't work. So you have to expand. And I think the most cost effective, and honestly, it's my favorite decorating technique, sublimation, the color, the vibrancy, the saturation of it, just my favorite. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't have one on, I have a golf shirt on is what I live in these days. Cause I'm <laughs> staying home. This is my home studio behind me, right? So, but when I travel to my trade shows, I have a die sub shirt with all my graphics on it. So I'm like a walking crazy man, right? Um, so hopefully, you know, we'll get back in those shirts when uh, when the trade shows come back. But I think if they see customers wanting things, plus if you're in business and you do you offer one service, right, and the other service is just at arm's reach and you can get it if you really applied or you know wanted to do it, um, I would say do it because if you don't, then that customer's got to go somewhere else for that sublimated product, let's say then if they do that, you have potential to lose them even on the your core business that you started uh, doing business with them in the first place for. So the more things, the more tools that you can bring into your house, your camp, the better off you'll be is, is, as far as fulfilling obligations for that customers are looking for. If they're looking for it, you need a supplier. or they'll go somewhere else to get it. You sound like Jimmy Lamb right about now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, this is clearly an investment adding new technology. Oh, so, and that can be scary for a lot of people. Can you, can you speak to that and the importance of, you know, making the investment and getting in how the payout, if you apply yourself is worth it? Right, so, I mean, I would think that if, 
if you just look at what I mentioned just a minute ago, if if your customer's coming to you because you do this vinyl cutting stuff for them, vinyl uh, decoration, and you can do hard goods and soft goods, obviously, right? So that's a core business. That's what you have. If they're looking for full color customization, you can do it if you bring it in. If you don't bring it in and invest in that business, your business is going to cap out at some point, right? You won't mm. be able to add more revenue because this is what we do. Well, if you do only one thing and that's great and it may keep you busy and you may make some money, but if your customers are wanting you to or wanting other things and you're just not wanting to bring it in and add to it, you're going to lose it. They're going to go somewhere else. I mean, uh, it's it's just a way of business. So it's way you want to become a you know, a one-stop shop, right? If the customer says, hey, I want something decorated, I want to go to you, whoever you are, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to get this, that, and the other thing, and can you do it? And when your answer is, yep, we can do it, then you, you, you're you in good shape. Now, maybe in order to bring it in, if you, um, you know, I think the investment of sublimation with a sawgrass printer and the inks and that sort of thing is pretty economical way to grow your business, right? That would be the first place I would go, honestly, because of the cost comparison to directed garments and, uh, and screen printing equipment, that sort of thing. So um, I definitely think it's a it's a perfect next step because it allows you to broaden your scope of deliverabilities uh, and it's full color capabilities, which you just expanded into everything, right? Mm -hmm. So That's great. So you are unlike a lot of people that I've talked to so far. Most people are truly the definition of a small business. You know, they run their business themselves. Maybe their family is helping them, but you actually have employees. So yeah. when do you know as a business that it's time to bring on extra help and know that it's okay to spend the money for extra help? Right, well, the, only, the way I learned was I didn't have any time for anything else. Right. I mean, I couldn't leave it at home. I mean, I couldn't leave it at work. It was I had so much to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, when you when you get to the point where there is zero time for you to relax, to have family time or any of that other thing. Uh, and if you think about it, if you say, no, I can still do it. I can do all that. And I keep all that money in house, which I get. Right. If I get, you know, ten dollars from a customer, if I got to you know, split that off and put, start paying, you know, uh, employees, I take home less. But when you in a service style business. When you duplicate yourself, right, then you open up and you double that capability. So if it's just you doing everything with all the hats, because believe me, I've been there forever. I still am. I still got a whole bunch of hats. Um, but when you're that one person doing everything, then there is only so much time in a day, even when you work 20 hours a day, right? <laughs> There's only so much you're going to do. So if depending, you know, if the business is, is steady and it's going, then that's the next place to look. But I would definitely wait until it's extremely uncomfortable. It's so much, I just can't do it, and it's driving me crazy, you know, that sort of thing. Because if you do it, wow, if I get that job, then, you know, I can bring them to this customer. That's all great, but if it's one job, and you, you maybe you bring somebody in before you actually sign the deal and get the job or whatever it might be, you don't want to jump in too early because then it becomes, you know, a cost factor, and you're just paying out of your pocket. So uh, it's one of those things where you've got to – decide yourself because no one else can make that decision but i did it when it was uncomfortable right okay. and that was because i was non-stop i think that's the easiest way to say you know what if i want to have a weekend free you know maybe one weekend a month or something i got to do something i need some help uh and then you hire the person that is gonna do best for the business right so i'm an art guy i've been drawing since i can remember 
and that's what I love. You know, mm -hmm. business part, paperwork, the numbers, and I'm like, mm, doesn't nah. sound fun to me either. <laughs> right. So does not sound fun. Exactly. So you hire somebody that can do that. You hire somebody that can do the production part of it, or you hire somebody to do the art if you're not the art person. You mm -hmm. you look at your business and say, if if I'm the art guy, right? I can do more art if I was able to get rid of the the you know, not get rid of, but just push the business day to day onto somebody else that is good and skilled at that. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what that's how I did it and that's what I would recommend. Whatever your skill set is and your strength, keep it. You know, hire somebody that has strengths in other areas. If it's product if it's just the production part of it, the cutting and the weeding and the application or the smashing of the transfers, you know, for your dice up things, if they're good at that, then you know, you're not Hire somebody that is good, basically. No, that makes that makes great sense, and it allows you to continue doing what you love, which is why you started the business in the first exactly. place. Exactly. For me, I do artwork still. Uh -huh. I don't do as much as I would like because it just I just can't. But uh, I do try to bring in 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 you know keep as much of that kind of thing as I can. But uh, you know, unfortunately, you grow a business, you're gonna you'll notice even if you have people in positions that know what they're doing and they're very capable. Uh, sometimes you just have other things to do, <laughs> you know? Yep. So you talked about you made the decision to bring on help when it became uncomfortable, which means that you were really busy and very successful. So what was the turning point that made you start to get a lot more orders? Was it something that you did? Was it something that happened? Was it an event? What, what turned it for you? No, I don't think it was any one particular thing necessarily, but mm -hmm. I guess way back in the early days, the early 90s, I met uh, Charlie Tableib, who's one of the screen print gurus in our industry today and still is, uh, mm -hmm. has been for a long time since. Uh, he taught me how to do separations for black shirts. I mean, we were I was airbrushing on Mylar, shooting them on stat cameras. And I know these are things you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it, it was crazy, old school, right? Old school, old school. But it was fun. Uh, and, but he taught me how to do that. I basically took that knowledge and information and brought it into Photoshop and then, you know, we, we're here kind of thing. But so yeah, it's, it, it, it was that. And then I started speaking at the trade shows and, you know, it just sort of ballooned and blossomed and the business developed, I guess, kind of on its own really. It was pretty cool. Interesting. So you've had a successful business since the early nineties. Then um, you, you talked about some things you had to overcome, Hurricane Katrina, um, 2009. Now all of a sudden COVID hits. So how has your business handled that hurdle? So, I mean, pretty well. Uh, in the beginning, it wasn't well, right? It was like everybody freaking out and not knowing what to do and shut down mode and like, oh man, now what? The whole world stopped? I mean, mm -hmm. no one's ever been, it was a, in Katrina, it was a world-stopping, world-changing thing for a very small region of the world, right? I mean, sure. but for us, it was. I mean, you know, uh, business had six and a half feet of water in it. You know, the, every customer we had all around the Gulf Coast was wiped out or in, you know, in the same situation as us. So it was one of those, oh, what do I do now? And I just had an opportunity and I took it. And I didn't, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have taken that. A lot of people wouldn't have said, oh, yeah, I'll move to Minnesota. Are you kidding me? From New Orleans? What? <laughs> right. right. But, you know, Tom's a friend, has been forever before that, 10 years before. So I, I just, it was a right fit for me, and I took it. So, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I guess that's, I guess I said, that's just it. It's like you have to be willing to do those kinds of things. 
Mm-hmm. Then did you guys go into like the mask decorating business of it when everything started or did you kind of stick to your core business model that you've always had and you just kind of made it through? So for, for, for which one? For, for COVID. For COVID. Yeah, so for COVID, right, what we did was we, we scaled back, right? We, we made, went, moved, literally shut down again, again, the world changing piece, moved into smaller offices. Oh, wow. Um, I have been grounded. Now I used to travel all the time. Mm-hmm. I haven't traveled in a year, over a year, I guess. It's been yes. February you know, 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the world's changed. Um, we downsized our office space. I did have to, uh, um, well, one of my artists retired and we didn't bring any back, you know, so we, we downsized a little bit of everything. Sure. Tightened our belt, focused like, like you have to do. And um, it's been pretty busy. I mean, this stuff right here, right? This online training, I'm gonna tell you straight up, I'm enjoying this conversation, but this is not my favorite. Yeah. My favorite is I have a hundred people in a room and I'm training and I'm teaching because that I get feedback. I, I watch their light bulbs turn on. I get questions, you know, it's great. And talking to my computer screen or my camera, it, it's all right, but it's not <laughs> great, you know? So that part's changed, but you just move. You have to change with the times and move uh, and do new things, give things a shot, right? You have to be willing to do what you can do. Um, otherwise, you, I mean, you don't have to, I suppose, but if you want to grow your business, you have to. But right. business has been pretty good since. Um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of this. Yep. So, so um, you know, what advice do you have for somebody who wants to open up a product decorating business? Um, well, I would say do it. Do <laughs> it now, right? Because it's, um, it's a... It's one of those things where I think anyway, it's a perfect side hustle, right? So with the COVID world and people losing jobs and all this sort of thing, um, it's something that you can actually start a business out of your house, no more overhead than you already have. You got a spare bedroom. If you have a corner in a bedroom, right? You just need a heat press and a printer or you have to buy transfers. And then as long as you have a heat press, you can apply your transfers, whether it's sublimated transfers, vinyl cut, you know, full color screen, whatever. It, it, there's there's a lot of options out there. So if you bring that stuff in um, with the minimal investment, you can turn it into a business. Dane, I want to give you the floor. Uh, please tell everybody where they can find you, either on social media, uh, your website, so so people can follow you and find your designs. Not not only in Creative Studio, but just in general. Yeah. No. Great. So. If they go to greatdangraphics.com, that's our website. We have um, all of our artwork there. You can filter it by full color or vinyl cut, whatever you might want. We have training products. So I do. I created six training books. So basically, oh, wow. if you're trying to learn how to do artwork, right, and you're you have you're new to vinyl cutting, so we have two artwork for vinyl cutting books. One's done in Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop, and the other's done in Corel Draw and Corel Photo Paint. So and they're very they're, all my training books are very uh, step by step. So it's it's from the very basic beginning stuff, right? If you never touched any of these programs before, it'll walk you through, holding your hand, getting through it. And as you get to the back of the book, you know each each chapter gets a little bit more progressive, right? So it gets it starts off at basic and ends up at high end stuff. And the cool thing about it is the high end stuff. It might be high end looks and, and high end. Uh, uh, decorating high-end artwork, but it's taught the same way as open up, go to file menu, open. I mean, it's very basic, oh, wow. so it, it works. And it's um, so I've got them for artwork for vinyl cutting, artwork for DTG, 
uh, artwork for uh, White Tona Transfers. We have a killer black shirt screen print one. And right now, literally, I'm writing the one artwork for Die Sublimation. So hope to have that done this summer. And uh, that's pretty exciting. I'm excited to read it. I'll have to look through all this. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I mean, I don't know how you find all the time in the day to do all this stuff. Again, you do it till you're uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, <like laughs> that's fantastic advice. I love that <laughs> advice. <laughs> oh, Dane, thank you so much. Um, everybody, a reminder that you can find uh, Great Dane Graphic Designs with a premium membership in our creative studio. Uh, you can access Creative Studio at sawgrassinc.com. Dane, again, thank you for coming on. If you or someone you know would like to be featured on the podcast, you can send us an email at marketing um, at sawgrassinc.com. That is marketing at sawgrassinc.com. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.